everyone. Welcome back to the Live Well with Janelle podcast. Today's episode is going to be all about how to prepare for an all natural birth or just for giving birth in general. I think these tips, you know, will be helpful, but um, especially if you are trying to do everything all natural. Um, First of all, I think it's also important. I mean, I think it's good to prepare for the birth that you want to have um, and kind of have a plan of what you think you're going to do, you know, have different um, positions that you think might be helpful and things like that. But I also think it's super important to kind of be flexible and know that things may not go the way that you plan or the way that you want and just really being mentally prepared for that and feeling okay with that because you can do everything in the world to prepare. You could be the healthiest person on the planet and something still could happen where you may need a C-section or need to do something that was totally out of your plan. So I think before going into it all, mentally preparing for that fact and kind of being at peace with that will really be helpful and make your experience better either way that it goes. So with that being said, I do have some things that I think will be helpful to help prepare for an all natural birth. So the first and biggest and main thing that I think is important to understand is that giving birth is really mostly a mental challenge more than it is a physical challenge because you are going to be going through this in a physical sense no matter what. You know what I mean? Like like yes, it's it's definitely important to strengthen your muscles, you know, keep walking, strengthen your leg muscles, all of that kind of stuff is definitely important. But your body is physically getting that baby out no matter what. So I think what I want to give are ways to kind of help get you through that process in the easiest way, if that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. (laughs) So really, the type of preparation that I think is the most important is preparing for the mental endurance that you're going to need. You're going to need to be mentally very strong to (laughs) get through this. And everybody is mentally strong and everybody can be mentally strong. So this isn't like a thing where I think people should say, oh, well, you know, I get distracted or I give up really easily. So I'm not going to be able to do this. No, literally anybody and everybody can do this. And hopefully the tips that I give will help you get there. So again, the most important thing is to strengthen your mental endurance. So I think it's really not even so much about being focused on the goal when you're going through this. You know, when you're in the middle of everything, I wasn't necessarily thinking about, okay, my baby's going to be here soon the whole time. Um, That may be helpful to some people, but what I really found actually helpful was taking everything moment by moment. So I chose one thing to focus on, which was my breath, and I only focused on that 
So you have to kind of go into a mental state where you're almost tuning out everything around you and everything that's happening inside of you. So, of course, you're in such an intense amount of pain, but even still, you have to just stay focused on your breath or whatever that one thing is for you. Um, If you let your mind wander or start focusing on or thinking about the pain, it really will only make it much worse and way more intense. So every moment, I think it's important to just focus on your breath. Just don't think about anything else. And of course, that sounds impossible, right? You're going through all this pain. Like, how are those thoughts not going to come up? And that's the thing is they will, you know, because you're in that amount of pain, your brain is constantly going to be telling you, oh, shit, I'm in so much pain. I need to get out of this pain. What do we do? So I think the um, thing that would be the most helpful is learning how to navigate those thoughts that come up and how to kind of cope with them because they will be there. But how do you deal with them when they are there and not let them distract you? I think that's the main point, really. So um, I think the way to do that is to meditate. Meditation really helps with this kind of mental practice. So if you've never meditated before, I would suggest going on to YouTube and starting with a guided meditation. That will be, I think it's easiest when you're first starting out to use a guided meditation because you may not really know what to do or um, what to think or what to do with your thoughts. And being guided by a professional can really help with that. So there are tons and tons of free guided meditations on YouTube. I would suggest looking one of those up, finding one that resonates with you and practicing on that one for a while. Um, And it might take a while to find one that resonates with you. Don't just look up one and be like, oh, my God, this sounds so stupid. I don't connect with this at all. I'm not going to do it. (laughs) I've definitely done that. But um, there are, you know, the more you look, they're all different. So um, you'll probably end up finding one that you can connect with. So start there. Practice a guided meditation for as long as it takes for you to feel really comfortable with it. So maybe that'll be a few days or maybe it'll be a week or a couple months if you have it. But I think either way, that's a really good place to start. And then eventually, once you feel like you're kind of just, you know, playing the guided meditation in your head without even needing to listen to it, I would step away from it and try to actually just do it yourself without actually listening to the video or whatever you have and maybe do that in an environment that kind of makes it easy to meditate. So having like a really quiet room, doing it maybe first thing in the morning when the mind tends to be just a little bit quieter or right before bed if uh, it would be helpful to help you like fall asleep or something like that. So Choose an environment where it's going to be easy for you to do this meditation on your own. Um, And I think that's kind of like the next step. And then again, do that until you feel totally confident and comfortable with that. And you can really zone in to the mental state that you need to be in. 
And again, it's this type of meditation that I'm talking about is being able to focus on just one thing. So just focusing on the breath and kind of understanding how to handle the distractions that come in. So that's the next step is practicing your meditation in an environment that is distracting and is chaotic. And of course, you know, (laughs) you may not want to go into like the middle of the grocery store and sit down with your legs crossed and sitting up straight and your eyes closed and try to meditate. (laughs) But you can actually go into this state of meditation at any point, any time. I do it all the time. You can do it while you're walking. Take a walk and do it or in the middle of the grocery store you know, but just while you're pushing your cart and walking around, see if you can kind of get into that state and and drown out or I guess deal with any distractions. And that's another thing too is while I was pregnant, I could not meditate in a traditional way. I, for some reason, sitting on the floor with my eyes closed all of a sudden made me really nauseous. So I had to figure out different ways to go about it. So I would do it with my eyes open and I would do it while I was walking a lot. Um, So just really focusing on my breath. And then it's important, you know, to deal, to know how to handle um, outside distractions while you're focusing, you know, trying to focus on just one thing like your breath. But of course, really the harder part is how do you um, handle your thoughts that are distracting you. So it's kind of like your own mind (laughs) is distracting you from staying focused on that one thing. And I think that's really where the magic is. And that's really the hardest part, just in general, but especially when you're giving birth, because you have all of this pain going on all over your entire body. And of course, that makes your brain go on like high alert. And it's like, hello, hello, we're in pain. We're in pain. We got to get out of this. What do we do? You know, so you're going to have a lot of the monkey mind going on, a lot of thoughts coming in. And even still, you have to zero in on your breath. So it's more about being able to pull your mind into the mental state of focusing on just that one thing. And being able to filter out the thoughts that come through while you're in that state of mind. Because again, those thoughts are always going to be coming through your mind, especially the negative ones, especially when you're in pain. So I think it's important to practice acknowledging those thoughts without letting them draw your attention away from whatever it is you're choosing to focus on. I don't really find it helpful to be negative to those thoughts that come in. Like, I don't think it's helpful to say to yourself, like, oh, I wish these thoughts would just go away. Okay, thought, like, go away, go away, you know, like things like that, like focusing on not wanting to focus on those thoughts that are coming through is actually going to distract you much more. So I think it's important to just acknowledge that those thoughts are there and then focus back on your breath. Like for me, when I was giving birth, it was like, okay, you know, every now and again, I would have to kind of check in with those thoughts that were coming through and just be like, yep. Okay. I'm in pain. Okay. Breath, 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 breathing in, breathing out. And I would just 
have to keep saying that to myself in my mind. Just keep breathing in, breathing out, and just really only focusing on my breath. Um, so yeah, acknowledging those thoughts that are coming through, just acknowledging that they're there, then focusing back on your breath makes it easier. And then if you are able to keep practicing this for a long time, you can eventually acknowledge those thoughts without taking your focus away from your breath. And then eventually you won't even notice that they're there in the background. Your mind is always going to be having background thoughts and trying to jump around and focus on different things. So really it's not about making any of these thoughts disappear or anything like that. It's just getting to a point where you can zero in and focus on one thing and those thoughts will still be there in the background, but they're not distracting you. So hopefully that all makes sense. And um, hopefully the tips that I've just laid out will kind of help you to get there. So those are kind of baby steps and you can just kind of take it, you know, start wherever you already are. If you need to start at the very beginning or if you've been meditating for a long time, you can jump in at one of the other areas. But um, this is a, a tool that I think will really be helpful when it comes to trying to have an all natural birth because like I said in my birth story, even I caved and I was asking about the epidural. It's so painful and it's so distracting. But if you really, really want to do this and if, you know, fate is going to allow it to happen, you're going to need to have some mental endurance. So I would suggest practicing that ASAP. <laughs> and... um. On that, of course, breathing exercises too will also help. I I personally think the breath is a great, great thing to focus on because it's something that you have physical and mental control over and it's something you can practice anywhere, anytime. It's not distracting because you're connected to your mind and your body at the same time. So I love using the breath. I think that would be helpful, especially while giving birth. But whatever works for you, you should do that. <laughs> so another kind of um, maybe not the most common or usual piece of advice or thing I would do to help prepare for an all natural birth would be to work on affirmations and confidence. So you are really going to have to be your number one supporter when it comes to this. So it's very important to have a good relationship with yourself in your mind. You have to be comfortable saying to yourself, I got this. I can do this. I can do this. You know, know how to talk to yourself in a way that makes you feel more confident and that helps you get through things. Um, of course, you'll have you know, at the very least, you're going to have nurses and doctors there to give you support, but they, you know, they don't know you most likely. They might not know what it is that you need to hear to get through something like this. Um, so I think it's important to figure out what that is for you. If you don't know already, try to think about and figure out what advice or support 
really helps to get you through things. For me, like it's literally, I say to myself all the time, like, I can do this. I can do this. You know, it's like, this is not impossible. This is not impossible. I know that I can do this. It's things like that that help get me through, like even just planks, right? That's a great endurance exercise, but I don't know if you're supposed to do them while you're pregnant. So if you're not pregnant and planning on becoming pregnant, practice your planks or wall sits. Oh, I can't do wall sits for the life of me. I try really, really, really hard, but it like if I need to work on my mental endurance, that's what I need to do like before being pregnant. But anyway, so figure out what it is that helps you get through things and figure out how to be your own supporter in that because that's really going to help get you through something like giving birth and labor. So it's the whole labor and delivery. Really, um, labor, I used the breath. I just had to focus on the breath just more than anything and get into that sort of mental endurance state. And then during delivery is really where the confidence kicked in. And I had to just I just had to have confidence in myself, especially because it's like, hey, if you chose to go all natural and you made it to delivery, guess what? (laughs) Chances are like unless something goes wrong, you're getting that baby out naturally. There's no going back (laughs) at that point, especially, you know, there's no epidural. There's no anything that is going to help. It's on you. And that is it. That's all you can rely on. That's the only way that baby's getting out is you need to get it out. And guess what? It's coming out one way or another. So you can either make it harder on yourself. And, you know, personally, I felt like screaming or yelling or being loud made it harder. It made it more painful. Um, So you can do that and you can think, I can't do this. I can't do this. But that will only make it harder. You know, (laughs) like it's happening whether you like it or not. So you might as well, you know, I think it'll be easier on you if you are sitting there thinking to yourself, I can do this. Let's get through it. Let's do it. I want to meet my baby. I can do this. I can do this. I'm physically capable, you know, things like that. I think really, really that is more important than I can even state. And I am liking that these things are coming through because I feel like these are not preparation tips that I got. (laughs) Like, this is not really the common thing that you hear, I don't think. Like, mostly you hear what positions to prepare for and things like that. But I really think the truly, truly helpful thing is mentally knowing how to deal with labor and how to have that confidence in yourself that you can get through this. I think that's super helpful. Um, Another little random thing that helped me in that way was just really knowing and like truly knowing to my core, mostly every woman on the planet has done this since the beginning of human history, right? So I know I'm physically able and capable of doing this. Every woman that has come before me has done this. And my body is meant to do it. And, you know, there's so many women out there. It's like if if all of them can do it, I can do it for sure. So, yeah, that's kind of a little tool that I use, especially at delivery as well. But I really tried to engrave that in my brain beforehand. And I think that really 
helped a lot because there was like never a doubt, never a doubt in my mind that I could do it. And definitely I let the pain take over for a sec and was like, um, can I get the epidural? Is it too late? <laughs> but it was never like, oh, I'm not capable of doing this. I need the epidural. It was like, I just really want this pain to go away. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I hope that makes sense. A little bit of a rant there, but hopefully that makes sense. <laughs> um, and then there, of course, are physical things that you can do. I think it also helped to know which positions were potentially available and to know what to ask for because FYI, the nurses and doctors at the hospital, if you're doing a hospital birth, may not give you any direction or offer anything at all. Like I personally asked for everything that I did, every position that I tried, everything that I tried to help relieve the pain or cope or get through labor, I asked for. And my sister, when she gave birth, no one offered her anything at all. And she, I think, had the idea that they would. Like when she got to this point, when she was in the hospital, they would kind of help guide her through the whole thing and let her know what to do to help and what positions to try, all of that. Some nurses may do that, but for my sister, no one said anything. And I don't know if they would have said anything to me because I kind of took control of that situation. So I think it's better to have ideas, definitely write out a birth plan beforehand and give it to them. I think that helps a lot. And have positions in mind, tell your partner or whoever's going to be there or if it's in the hospital, I guess now because of COVID, you may not be able to have a partner there. So I would write them down and bring that piece of paper with you. Write it down, put it in your hospital bag, and you can give it to the nurses and let them know, I want to try these positions. Please offer them to me in case I forget or something like that. So the positions that I had in mind and that helped me were sitting on a birthing ball, leaning against the bed. That one helped me a lot. Um, I also stood um, stood up and leaned against Matthew. I was kind of like locking hands and arms with him. It was kind of like a dancing position sort of. That one helped a lot. I asked to take a shower. That felt incredible for a little while. If Kaiser had had a tub, I definitely would have gotten into it. Beforehand, I didn't really think I was going to be into that, but while I was going through it, it was like, oh my God, that would have been the most helpful thing in the world. So I would definitely suggest using a tub if you can. And then at delivery, I asked to use a squat bar and to lay on my side. I told them I will not deliver on my back. I had read so much about how that's bad for you. And I did have to lay down on my back. I don't know if I already said this in my birth story episode, but I did have to lay down on my back for a little bit for them to like check and see how dilated I was. And oh my God, that was so painful. I was like, oh, hell to the no, I would never deliver like that. So I actually wrote that on my birth plan beforehand. But um, yeah, I made sure to let them know I'm not delivering on my back. So <laughs> can I use a squat bar and maybe on my side? And I asked them, you know, if you have any other positions, please let me know. So yeah, that's kind of how I approached that whole situation. 
but um, I definitely read a ton, a ton beforehand. So another good thing to do um, to prepare is just read up on all natural births as much as you can. My favorite book my mother-in-law got for me, it's called The Pregnancy Book by Dr. Sears. And she also got me The Baby Book by him as well. And those books were a lifesaver. They're just chock full of so much helpful information. And they really give you all of the details that you'll need to know. Some people criticize Dr. Sears for being like a woo doctor (laughs) because um, he promotes bed sharing or co-sleeping. But that is not what I found to be true from reading his books. He talks about co-sleeping and bed sharing and talks about its benefits. But he also talks about, or I should say they, I think him and his wife and maybe his son wrote the book together. But anyway, um, they talk about all different options for every single subject that has to do with your pregnancy and with um, how to care for your baby. They lay out all of the different options that are available and tell you the benefits, like the pros and cons to each one. So I really loved that. And, you know, they just kind of lay it out for you and then say, like, you just have to make the decision that's best for your family. And that is the truest thing ever. I've done so many things that I thought I would not do. And there's so many things that I thought I would do that we didn't do because it just happened to turn out that it just wasn't a fit for the three of us. You know, you had just have to adjust to your baby. So um, it's really important to be flexible about that. And I think that those books do a great job of just laying out the options, letting you know whichever you choose is okay. Just do what's best for your family. So I highly recommend those books. Another great thing to do to help prepare yourself is get onto a mom group on Facebook. And it would be even better if you could get into one that has women who live in your same area because you can ask them about um, how it was to deliver at a certain hospital that you may be planning to deliver at or something like that. And you can get kind of insider info which may be even more important now that we're in the pandemic because delivering at Kaiser, for example, I'm sure is a lot different now than when I delivered back in 2019. So keep that in mind. Definitely use that as a resource to help you get prepared. And yeah, I think that about sums it up for me. Again, my main, main thing that I can suggest is working on your mental endurance, your mind work, mindfulness, meditation, I think that really is the most helpful. And then all the other stuff is kind of just gravy. You know, it's kind of will help you a little bit more. But the main thing that's going to get you through is your mental relationship with yourself. So yeah, well, I hope that this was helpful to at least somebody out there. If it was, of course, let me know. I would love to know. Again, I'm at livewellwithjanelle on Instagram, and you can always message me there about any episodes or if you have any questions or requests. So anyway, all right, I'll catch you guys next time. Thank you for listening. Bye.